Hey everybody, this is Keith Ferrante with All Things Prophetic. This is my first podcast and I'm so excited to be doing this with you. I have so much that's on my heart to share with you about the prophetic. I want to just really help take you to the next level in the prophetic. And today I want to just be going over something that I is really dear to my heart. Joy's role in the prophetic. The joy and its role in the prophetic. How joy affects the prophetic and our ability to connect into the spirit realm, our ability to flow in the heavens, see what God is doing, move in the spirit, all those kind of things. So I want to just uh, uh, take a moment today and go after three different keys on how joy connects you to seeing more in the spirit. Sometimes we think that the fruit of the spirit is a nice thing to be working on and sometimes it's an option, but man, we want to get in the gifts of the spirit. We want to connect into the things that God is doing. We want to see, we want to hear, we want words of knowledge, all those kind of things. And we don't realize that those two are totally connected, fruits of the spirit and uh, gifts of the spirit. And the more we learn to flow in the proper fruits of the spirit, the more we will have encounters in the gifts of the spirit. One of the things that I learned early on was that joy has an ability to literally to take you into the spirit realm, cause you to see and hear way more than you can because joy is one of the signs that the Holy Spirit's around. And, you know, we're in the Holy Spirit now, we're under the new covenant. So the more joy you get in His presence, His fullness of joy, the more you're connected to, the more you're connected to the atmosphere of heaven. Obviously, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, you know. Uh, Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. And so the more you're connecting in with the joy of the Lord, you begin to launch in to the things of the Spirit. I learned this early on. Uh, You know, I started asking the Lord, you know, 15 years ago. It's like, if I could get something this year, what would I want? And I'm like, I want joy. And so God started taking me on a journey into joy and and I, you know, I started laughing every day. I was trying to figure it out. I listened to a laughter CD that uh, one of my friends, Dan McCollum, gave me. And I'd laugh. It was dry. It was hard work. And eventually started tapping into a little bit of joy, but didn't know how to sustain it. I'd have a joy encounter here and there. Didn't know how to sustain it. Then I went to a, a, a men's camp with Bill Johnson. And he's like, you know, once you've been into an encounter with God, a room in heaven, that's that, you know, it's yours now. You have the key you, you got to stop asking God to give you, you know, that encounter again. You, have, you can go in anytime you want to go in. So I'm like, you know what? I've been pressing into joy, and God gave me the key of joy. He's, he's gave me some laughter. He's, he showed me how to step into it. I knew laughter was an ignition point. It was my first key that I'd found into the joy of the Lord. And so I went back to my room. <coughs> we were at a men's camp, and I was... I was, uh, you know, I was staying in a room with about 15 guys, and so I just started laughing during nap time. I was laughing on my bed. There was another guy that was on another bunk. He was trying to sleep. He put his head over his pillow, and I got provoked, and I went over to his bunk, and I started laughing, and I started, you know, provoking him and just, uh, you know, uh, messing around with him a little bit, laughing, and then he got hit with the joy of the Lord, and pretty soon I know, you know, we were both laughing our head off and guys started coming into this, this cabin and we started laying hands on them, praying for them. They got hit with the joy of the Lord. And it's like 
all of a sudden, we're all hit with the joy of the Lord. We're on the ground laughing. We're under this ecstatic glory. And all of a sudden, the angels are starting to come in, and we can sense their presence. And we're starting to have visions and encounters. We're prophesying and revelations flowing. And, I, and we just like, we're laughing for the next couple days during the camp. And I, but I got a revelation during that time that the joy of the Lord actually opened up the ability to connect into the heavens and get revelation, hear God, get vision, get clarity. Joy is such a significant part of the prophetic. If you want to have a higher range of hearing God's voice and tapping into the supernatural and connecting with God, you've got to tap into joy. And so many times prophetic people can be so serious. They can be so uptight. They can be so easily offended. And they, you know, and, and learning how to be lighthearted, learning how to, you know, in his presence is fullness of joy. And, and his presence is not just out there, his presence is inside of you now. So actually, literally, the joy is inside of you. And so you have to learn to work that joy muscle because it's God inside of you and he wants to flow out of you like a river. John 7 talks about, you know, how the Holy Spirit's in you. It's a river. So you got to learn to let it out. And when you rejoice, you begin to let out the joy of the Lord. You know, Philippians 4, 4 talks about rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, as you begin to, in the Lord is the joy. And you rejoice and you find reasons to joy, get joy again and again and again. And it's like this river flows out of you. And it's like all of a sudden you're starting to get these breakthroughs. So, you know, let me, let me just, just, just jump in there. It's like, so, so one of the keys of finding a greater breakthrough in the Spirit of God and in the prophetic and hearing God and all those things is learning to laugh, learning to... Laughter is one of the legs, uh, uh, you know, of the chair that God sits on. You know, in His presence, His fullness of joy, God Himself inhabits the very praise of His people. Praise is literally... One of the legs of joy, you know, and, 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 I, and it's like Psalms 22, he inhabits praise. He inhabits uh, halal praise. He inhabits thanks. He inhabits joy. He inhabits laughter. You begin to get aware of his presence when you get into the joy. When you recognize, you know, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, that literally the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. You can't get around God without being happy. You, you know, the, the new covenant is a happy gospel. The, the gospel is happy. It's, it's so good. It's so, it's so happy. And so when you start stepping into that, you're going to start hearing God a lot more instead of being so serious. So, you know, I learned that key early on to start laughing my way into an encounter which caused me to begin to hear God more. You know, but you got to take it deeper. You know, if you want to, you know, some people can laugh, but then they're, they're so you know, they can't be thankful for anything. So I had to start learning how to be thankful because thanks is another key into the joy. And like I said, joy is how you begin to enter into his presence. You know, it talks about in Psalms 100 that literally uh, you enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So you, you know, I started learning that thanks is another part of joy. It's another leg, another foundation of joy that I, as I begin to get thankful, you know, I begin to find uh, uh, you, you're, you're bringing yourself into his presence. And when you're, what does it mean to be in his presence? That means you're literally finding, you know, this place where you're talking to God, where he's talking to you, where you're, 
um, you're, you're sensing his presence. And when you're sensing his presence, and, you know, and you become aware of his presence, then you're going to hear his voice. You're going to begin to launch into the prophetic and visions and all those kind of things. So thanks is such a key to that. Sometimes I literally uh, just begin to thank the Lord methodically. You know, I may not feel that great or whatever, but I just start thanking him. Thank you for my food, God. And I just start recounting thanks for my clothing, the house I have, my children, my family, the community that I have around me, all the things you've done in my life, all the people. And I'm just, because I'm wanting to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I'm wanting to begin to stir up that well, that river inside of me that I get on that river and I start going on that river into the glory realm, into the presence. And all of a sudden I'm getting lighter and the heaviness is lifting. And then I'm starting to hear and see more clearly. So thanks literally begins to take you into that. And then even deeper, like you start with laughter, but then you go down to thanks because you want to tether it in revelation. And then sometimes it's like when you're thanking the Lord, it's like you're, it's not getting anywhere and you got to thank him, you know, with revelation. So sometimes I begin to thank him for the testimonies of what he's done in my life in the past because testimony is another leg of joy. And so uh, of that chair of joy, which God sits on, you know, he, he enthrones himself on that praise and that joy and that thanks and so I literally begin to thank the Lord. I start reminding myself of what he did in the past. I start reviewing the past. It talks about it in Revelation 19 that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when I start tapping into that, that testimony, I start thinking, oh Lord, I, you know, I might be in a, in a real discouraging spot or in a financial bind or in a relational challenge, but I start thinking, Lord, thank you so much that, you know, a couple years ago I was in that tight spot financial, I was in a relational spot, and man, you broke through, you brought that, that, that finance, that new job, you brought a, a restoration in that relationship, you begin to bring breakthrough, and all of a sudden, I begin to find myself getting this you know, uh, 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 drawn up into the spirit of prophecy because we're talking about how joy is connected to prophecy, joy's relation to prophecy. And it's like all of a sudden, as I begin to get into, you know, the testimony, you know, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, testimony is, is something from the past that's saying God's going to do it again. God did it, then he'll do it again. So as I begin to get joy around what God did before, then all of a sudden I start getting hope around what is coming. I realize the nature of God is provision. The nature of God is reward. The nature of God is restoration. The nature of God is protection. The nature of God is breakthrough. And I start reminding myself of that through the testimony. And then I start thanking him for that testimony. And then praise starts spilling out. And then halal, I want to move to halal praise where it's that halal means clamorously foolish, bonkers, raving, mad praise. Then I'm starting to go crazy for Jesus. I'm jumping around. I'm wanting to really start calling my spirit up. I'm rejoicing in the Lord, whether I feel like it or not. I'm making, I'm, I'm choosing the, the, the Lord says uh, he commands us to rejoice. He commands us to be joyful. He tells our soul, David tells my soul, soul, you will boast. Sometimes you got to call yourself up. You got to bring out of your well, <coughs> out of the very insides of you, this joy when you don't feel like it. And then all of a sudden you start launching into the heavenly realm. You start seeing things in the spirit 
I, I'm always, I'm never just rejoicing to rejoice. I'm rejoicing because I'm looking for an encounter. I want to see the lover of my soul. I want to talk to Jesus and I want to hear him talk back to me and I want to have a conversation with him. And he does want to have it. And in his presence is where you have that conversation. So he's in us, we're in him. Sometimes he wants us to really work, work on, you know, nurturing the muscles of joy right here. And other times he's going to take us into the heavenly realms and, and he's going to begin to bring us into that counter, you know, Colossians 3, fix your thoughts on things above. So sometimes he's going to get us thinking about where he's at and getting caught up in the glory. And then we're going to have this encounter. We're going to start hearing. Let me just say, let me just talk real quick about three areas where you can leak joy. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was driving home and there was three, you know, big white splotches on the road in front of my house. And I, and I saw, and some guy had put a bunch of this white kind of chalky stuff on the ground and he was, he was kind of scraping it with uh, these brooms. And I'm kind of like, I asked him, I said, hey, what's this for? And he says, well, there was a truck driving by and he didn't realize he was leaking oil. And it just hit me. It was just like one of those moments where you know God's speaking to you. And I'm like, what are the three areas that joy can leak out of us? Maybe out of me, but maybe out of us. What's three areas you know, that joy leaks out of? Because I always connect joy and oil together. It's literally like, you, you know, you look at the, the 10 virgins in, in Scripture where five of them had their, their oil lamp full and they had extra oil and the others, you know, they didn't have extra oil, so their, their lamp ran out. And I always consider it like this. You can like have your fire, which is the lamp. That's your encounter with God, and you can be burning for God and have vision. But the oil is what keeps the burning going, the vision going, the passion going, the, the fire to serve God going. And if you don't have, if you don't keep your oil and your joy filled up and your relationship with God filled up and your joy and your thanks and all this filled up, eventually when it's time to go into that encounter with God where the king invites you in, you know, there's five foolish virgins. They're not able to go in. They're not able to have that encounter with Jesus. The other five are able to go in. And you're not going to go in to fresh encounters with the Lord if you are you know, if you're dry, if you're depressed, if you're discouraged. So what's three areas that you can leak joy and you have to learn not to leak joy? Well, one of them, yes, is that discouragement, that depression. You know, joy leaks out when you're discouraged, when you're depressed. When you're discouraged, that means you're, you're losing courage. You're, you're not, you're, you're depressed. You're, 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 you're getting heavy. You're getting sad. You're getting pressed down. You're not overcoming a situation and you can start losing, you know, there's a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness, which is this pressing down, this, this uh, discouragement, this depression where you're getting pressed, where, where you're all of a sudden feeling resistance. You're feeling tired. You're feeling like, I can't move forward. I, I don't think I can do it. We're not going to see breakthrough. And you're getting sad and you're, all those things are starting to happen. And in those times, you know, you start losing joy and joy, the joy of the Lord literally is your strength. It strengthens you in the race. It's literally like water in a marathon or like juice in a marathon. If you're running the long distance race, you've got to nourish yourself along the way. And joy is what nourishes you because we're in a long distance race. We're not just in this, you know, this, this sprint. And so we have to learn the rhythm that's sustainable and joy is what strengthens us. And when you get discouraged or depressed, you start losing strength. Literally, you know, hope deferred. You start getting loss of hope. You're discouraged. It, it just starts spiraling down. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
you know, and you literally get your heart sick and your bones literally start drying up without hope. Your bones dry up, you know, and so you, you, you need joy and joy sometimes is a choice. And some, sometimes, you know, uh, it talks about in Romans, the God of hope will give you all joy and peace as you trust in him, Romans 14, so you can overflow with hope by the power of the spirit. So sometimes when you've lost when you get discouraged and when you get depressed and when you get heavy and when you're getting hopeless, you know, you're not, you're not giving, having this ability to move forward. And so you need hope. Hope is the expectation and excitement that good is coming. And, but you can't have hope if you don't have joy. And so I like to begin to rejoice. I like to begin to be thankful. I like to begin to stir up whenever I'm feeling discouraged and depressed. I say, hope. I say, soul, you will boast in the Lord. Soul, I begin to tell myself, emotions, mind, will, you're going to praise God. You're going to get up today. You're going to rejoice. You're going to be happy. You're not going to be doomy and gloomy. You're not going to give up. And I have to begin to call my spirit up. And I begin to thank him. I say, thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Whoa, I praise you. I thank you. Ha, ha, ha. I begin to rejoice. And I might feel so not like it. I might feel so discouraged. But as I begin to do it, all of a sudden, I begin to see and I begin to remind myself of the testimonies and I begin to break through and it's like this heaviness, this cloud over me. It's kind of like Eeyore, you know, Eeyore and Tigger in that old Winnie the Pooh movie. It's like Eeyore always had this cloud of rain falling around, this heaviness over him. But Tigger was able to bounce around and jump for joy. And sometimes I have to remind myself, I'm not the Eeyore. I'm Tigger, and I need to jump over obstacles, and I need to get excited, and I might feel like Eeyore, but I'm not going to live there. I can't stay there. I might get discouraged, but I can't stay there. So discouragement and depression and heaviness and all those things, that's going to steal your joy. You can choose joy. You can choose joy, which is going to launch into hope, which is excitement and that good is coming. And once you get excited, and hope is a part of faith, which faith is seen. Faith is the ability to see what others can't see. It's ability to see as if it is happening now what is not yet the reality, but you see it. And that's the prophetic, and that's what we're talking about, the connection between joy and prophetic. And, 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 and faith is a part of the prophetic. You, you're seeing something. You're seeing God doing something. You're seeing something coming. You're seeing something that is in the future as if it is now. And hope is that strength that the excitement that gets you beginning to step into that faith, it is a part of faith. Hebrews 11 talks about, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So literally, you have to have hope to have faith, but you have to have joy to have hope. And, you know, you have to have faith to see, you know, and, and when, you ha- when you see, then that is the prophetic. And so joy is very much connected to seeing and stepping into our promises and the things that we want to see happen, the breakthroughs that we're not yet seeing happen, we want to see them happen. What's another thing that leaks your joy? One of the things I found out in my life that totally leaks joy so quick is worry. You know, you, worry will steal your joy. Worry will cause your tank to run dry. It'll, it'll let your engine, it'll, it'll run dry and all of a sudden the, you know, the button will be uh, you know, the light will come on on your, on your automobile that says low oil. Oil is low, low oil. It's because you're getting worried. And what is worry? Worry is faith in the devil. Worry is faith. You're verbalizing your 
faith in the devil bringing something bad to you, not bringing, you know, good's not going to happen. I'm not going to make it. Things aren't going to go well. My family's not going to go. My provision's not going to go well. My health's not going to get better. That's worry. You're worrying about things. The Bible says don't even worry about tomorrow. You can't even, you know, you know, make tomorrow happen. So just be thankful for today. That's why I like to get into Philippians chapter 4. It's one of my favorite places to go when I really am needing a boost in joy. I find a lot of, you know, uh, uh, stuff in Philippians chapter 4 and in Philippians 4.4. 4.4 is the number of joy. Whenever you see 4.4, it's, it says, it's telling you rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And then it goes on, don't be anxious about anything. Uh, verses 6, don't be worried about anything. But in every situation by prayer and petition with thanks, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all and will guard your heart and mind in Christ. So there's so much connection between peace and joy and joy and thanks and thanks and God handling your situations and getting breakthrough. But worry and joy do not go hand in hand. Worry and thanks don't go hand in hand. So if you want to get rid of worry, enter into thanks. If you want to keep your worry, just get rid of thanks. Don't be thankful. Be grumpy. Be grumbling. Be complaining all the time. But if you look at Jesus... John chapter 6, it says, At the giving of thanks, the bread was multiplied. As he began to thank the Lord for the small, then all of a sudden there was breakthrough. See, thanks is seeing that there is God working on your behalf. It is prophetic. Thanks lets you see even the five loaves can become enough for everything. And so when you begin to thank the Lord, you're looking at that your bread and you're saying, that's not the only loaves of bread that I have. God's going to make it a lot more. And you begin to thank, you begin to rejoice, you get the testimony of how God did it before. You begin to go crazy and praise. And all of a sudden you start seeing the breakthrough. And all of a sudden worry begins to break. And you're starting to see joy and the heavens and the presence of God show up. So worry will steal joy. But once you get into that thanks, it's going to break you through. One more thing is, is if you stay in, if you, if you, you know, get into a place of bitterness, you're going to lose joy. Bitterness is a joy stealer. Bitterness is one of, you know, it's, 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 life is bitter. Life is not fun. Life is difficult. Life is hard. You know, self-pity, all those things. Bitter, it's like a bitter root. It's, it's just like, ooh, this is not fun to partake of. And it's like, uh, when you're bitter, you're not going to have the presence of God. You're not going to have joy. You can't have bitterness and joy. You know, some people are bitter. They're bitter at people. They're offended at people. They're upset. They're bitter. Life is so bitter. They're just always in a negative place. They're always no fun to be around. It's like you get around that person. It's, it's like being around uh, uh, eating a, a lemon all the time. It's just so sour. And it's like, you know, bitterness and joy do not go hand in hand. Sorrow and joy do not go hand in hand. You know, weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You could, you could be sorrowful for a little bit, but you have to learn to get out of it because joy comes in the morning. It's where you're supposed to end up. You know, you sow in tears and you reap with joy. So you can start with tears. You can start with sadness, but you can't stay there. You got to move into joy. You know, you mourn with those who mourn, but you rejoice with those who rejoice. So you got to move into that place of rejoicing if you want to get that breakthrough, if you want to get that harvest. So if you want to see, because joy literally breaks through heaviness, causes you to see, it gets you above the clouds, it gets you into the heavens, because there's no depression in heaven. That's where you're sitting. There's clarity, there's an ability to hear God, and in His presence is fullness of joy. It's kind of like Samuel, 1 Samuel 3, 
the word of the Lord, there was rare, there were not many visions. And here Samuel was, he was ministering to the presence of the Lord. He was ministering in front of the ark of God. He knew the presence of the Lord, but he didn't know the voice of God. But when you get into the presence of the Lord, it's, it's not too long where you're going to begin to hear the voice of God. And Samuel, he begins to hear the voice. God speaks to him, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. Eventually he figures it out that it's God. He gets a prophetic word. He begins to move into this prophetic anointing and calling becomes a prophet of Israel. And it's like, when you're in the presence of the Lord, it's not too long before, after that that you're going to start hearing the voice of God. You can't minister to the presence of the Lord. You can't release joy, minister to the Lord with joy. Sometimes that's the best thing you can, that's the sacrifice you can offer to the Lord is your joy. It's like He has given you the joy of the Lord in Christ. It's inside of you. It's in you, but it's in seed form. He's in seed form. And how you give Jesus something, how you give Him a sacrifice, His praise is when, you, when you're going through trials. That's why Scripture says, count it all joy when you're you know, going through variety uh, you know, of trials. You know, because the test of your faith develops perseverance. You know, and so perseverance must you know, complete its works. You'll be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So if you want to move into this place of real breakthrough, be joyful when you're in trial. Use the trial as, as a workout for your joy, and then you're going to grow your joy. It's, you're not just going to have like one grape of joy. You're going to have a whole cluster, mounds, clusters and clusters of joy, and all of a sudden, you're going to just, you're going to be able to offer that. That's your fruit that you can offer back to Jesus, and He loves that, and He always rewards those that persevere with joy and rewards those that are just so thankful, and he always inhabits that praise, and it's not too long that you're going to start having some encounters. So, you know, if you love this podcast, if you like what I've shared today, you know, comment on it, share it with somebody else. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We're going to be doing this on a regular basis, talking about all things prophetic. If you want more joy in your own life, if you want to really get that etched in you, I've spent 15 more or plus years learning joy, learning joy. I just put out a book called The Happy Prophet. I'm so excited about it. Benny Johnson, who wrote The Happy Intercessor, she wrote a great endorsement on it. She says she loved that the book from the start to the finish, from everything on it. She recommended it. Georgian Banoff, which is a real joy apostle, he loved it and recommended it. Steve Backen, who's a great, you know, uh, a joy carrier and a carrier of revelation and joy, he recommended it. My friend Dan McCollum wrote a great forward about, you know, the me and, and the happy prophet and the joy and how I've been transformed from a discouraging, grumpy, prophetic pastor to, you know, a prophet of joy. And that's, you know, so I write from a place of having to learn these keys through the hard knocks of trials and depression, discouragement. I really want to give this key of joy to you. And that's what I'm giving it to you today because it's launched me into the greater realm of hearing God's voice and seeing what God is doing and flowing in the prophetic. And it's how you create an atmosphere around you. So I just pray blessings over you today that you would just, even over the next week, you would make it a choice. When you get out of bed every day, you would do what Smith Wigglesworth did. He would jump out of bed 10 to 15 minutes, five minutes. He would rejoice. He would thank. He would jump around. He would step into halal praise with God inhabits. And you begin to, whether you feel heavy or not, sometimes I wake up heavy, but I just rejoice anyways. I'm like, I'm not going to let whatever I feel, and I don't even know why I feel it sometimes, but I'm not going to let that affect me. I'm going to break through that. I'm going to work my muscles of joy, and it's not too long before I'm having this encounter with Jesus, 
and all of a sudden I'm just rejoicing, all of a sudden I'm getting breakthrough. And so I pray that you're just going to get some breakthrough today. Man, it's been so good to be on here today. So look forward to being uh, with you again on this All Things Prophetic podcast. God bless you. Share this with somebody. Have a great day. Have a fun day. Have a happy day in Jesus. Let the joy of the Lord really be your strength. Woo!